What's going on guys? Welcome on back to Second and Short. My name is Tyler Lauder and I'm joined with my co-host Molly McIntyre. No Aaron today as he is uh, on maternity leave or paternity leave or whatever it is for men. He's, uh, he's just spending time with his baby. And so while he's away, we're going to be talking some football and we're going to talk about our ups and downs on today's episode of Monday Movers. First off, Molly, how you doing today? Uh, pretty good. Uh, kind of unfortunate Aaron's not here, but congrats when you listen to this, Aaron. We're super happy for you, but it's it's raining in Sioux Falls where I'm at, and it'll start snowing pretty pretty quick here, so that sucks. But other than that, everything's good. How about you? Everything's good here. Um, really good slate of games yesterday outside of the Sunday night football game. Um, eight of the 11 Sunday afternoon games were all decided by one score. Uh, even then, like one of those other games that wasn't was like the Seahawks Bills game, which was still a burner of like 44 34. So there's a lot of good action from top to bottom. Uh, the 2 p.m. slot, at least when I watched it, the 4 p.m. slot for Eastern, uh, I thought all three of those games were fire. Like they were all come down to the wire, last plays of the game type stuff. And we're going to do something kind of unconventional. Uh, we are going to talk about a team that lost as an up. And I'm going to let you guys know I did not pick this, but I'm running, I'm going to run with it. And it's the Carolina, it's the Carolina Panthers. Uh, before we dive too deep in everything, Molly, what is your impression of Carolina yesterday going up against the defending Super Bowl champions? You know, I've been really impressed with Carolina this entire season, not just yesterday. I mean, through the injuries to Christian McCaffrey and all of all of that nonsense, they've they've been a really good football team despite only being three and six. So yesterday, I saw a headline yesterday, and it was that the the Chiefs mauled the Panthers, which is which is garbage. It was a two point game. It was a really good game. It was nice for that team to have Christian McCaffrey back, even though it sounds like he's going to be out again. I, I really like this Panthers team. I think going forward, they're just going to be better. I think Teddy Bridgewater is getting more comfortable with this team. Their wide receiving corpse is so underrated. I really like the Panthers. Here's the thing we have to look at, that the Carolina Panthers held the Kansas City Chiefs to only 30 rushing yards. And this is supposed to be a team that's you know super electric. They're... Like, they have playmakers all over the place, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell were held in check yesterday uh, outside of a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey looked great. I think the coaching, Brady and Rule, that combo, is fantastic. I'm, I'm enjoying it more and more. I mean, this is Carolina's fourth. Like, of their six losses, four of these losses are by one score. They're all, they're close games. They're competing with everybody. I think, like, as the defense gets older... This team is going to look really good in the future. Obviously, a super young defense. But, I mean, with these playmakers on offense, they were keeping up with Kansas City the whole game. I, I really like that they took risks, too, like faking punts. You know, they just they just knew that they had to put it all on the line to beat this team, and they were so close. It was a Joey Sly field goal away, and I was really hoping for it. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, that's – I mean, it's six, seven-yarder. That last drive was the only negative I had from Carolina as it seemed like they were doing too much check down. They weren't willing to take a risk there in that last final final minute. Um, I think a nice little like 10, 15 yard play would have been perfect in that situation. But I just think Carolina is better than their record. And for a team that is supposed to be the worst in the NFL this year, as everybody was like projecting, they're doing pretty well. So they get it up for us. Hopefully they can change direction. I mean, this is week four of five in a row where they're playing either a former MVP or a former Super Bowl MVP, like in a five-game stretch in a row. So let's move on to the AFC, but more specifically, just the defense. And getting a big up for us here is the Baltimore Ravens defense. They came into this game 
kind of struggling after last week. You know, Lamar hasn't been the most accurate quarterback over the past couple of weeks and everything. He's not delivering. Their offense just isn't, it's not clicking. And they didn't have to today. The defense took care of everything for him. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really good game. Like it wasn't high scoring in the first half, but the Colts were moving the ball down the field. They were doing their thing that they've been doing all season long. But they came. The Ravens defense came out of the second half and kind of just like t- like just destroyed them. The Colts gonna get anything going, and that that's important because, like you said, their offense just hasn't been clicking. I mean, yesterday the Ravens put up 24 points on 250 yards, and only 150 of those were passing. There's something wrong with that offense. They'll figure it out, I think, but their defense keeping them in these games is what's really important. It, it's like, you know what? Lamar Jackson made a, a bad throw. He fumbled the ball, but you can trust your defense to go out there and make the stop, and that's really important. Yeah, the Ravens held Phillip Rivers to 58% completion percentage. His QBR was a 33. Uh, they put him in check and everything. They didn't have to get a ton of pressure on him and getting sacks and everything to create chaos here. Late in the first quarter, you know, Chuck Clark has that huge fumble recovery off of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, who we kind of predicted wouldn't have a good week fantasy-wise, and we said this is why he's he's going to struggle, and then he does struggle, and I'm pretty happy about that prediction right there, but not only did they get that that big touchdown there, I mean, they held them blank. I mean, they zero points allowed in the second half. Uh, the past two games, the Ravens have allowed at least 28 points, and they come in today saying, no, 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 everybody sit down, relax. We had some off games. This defense is legit. We can hold people in check. I you know I don't have all the confidence in the world in Lamar Jackson. I think I said this last week. I I just I just don't. But I think the the Ravens defense will take him there. I really do. I think if anything's going to carry this team, they just don't have the eliteness on on offense. It doesn't seem we aren't the same team last year. But if you're if you're giving me like Marlon Humphreys, you know, like to just punch out the ball from someone, that's all I need. Truly, all I need on this team. A couple of big things to note on this as well before we get out of here on the Ravens that they held the Colts to you know two for twelve on third downs. If you can be super efficient on defensive third downs, easy way to win games right there. Stalling drives. And outside of like four big runs, because I think like when you break off a big run, that's kind of like an anomaly. And I don't really consider that how good you are as a run offense. If you take away those four big run plays, the Baltimore Ravens kind of held them in check on the inside. Uh, The Colts on those other 17 attempts only got 60 yards. So four bad plays on the rush defense. I don't think puts uh, a big knock on them. Their rush defense has been great all year. Big up for the Ravens defense. Chuck Clark, great game all around. Now let's talk about a player, just one player. Let's talk about Tua. This man is now 2-0 in the NFL. Tua tongue of Viola, dude. It feels good to say his name. I, I'm a, I really wanted the Chargers to grab Tua. But, you know, the Dolphins right in front of him and, you know, always kind of worried about his health. But he just went out there, looked great yesterday. And I think it I think, you know, we're, we're here to talk about Tua, but I just want to say that I think the entire Dolphins team looks great. They are five and three. That that's an amazing start for them. Their defense and special teams has been lights out. You know, they it seems like they just got it. They're clicking right now. They beat the Cardinals yesterday Tua threw for 250, two touchdowns. And honestly, this Dolphins team really exciting and I think they can keep up with the Bills in the East with Fitz they were still spreading the ball around and being efficient but I think with Tua there's less risk in their play style I also think they play a lot faster and I trust him I mean after watching yesterday I I don't have any worries or concerns about his health his mobility his athleticism none of that Tua's ready for the NFL 
100%. I thought he was a year away, uh, so I'm wrong on that aspect. But I just think the Dolphins team, they just look better with him on offense. It just feels like a more free-flowing, modern offense is all. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about Tua. And if you if you look at the stats, you know, like if you break down the stats, the Cardinals looks like they outplayed the, the Dolphins the entire game. So that efficiency is key. They were four for eight on third downs. You know, 50% is it crazy, but they held the Cardinals to like five of 12. You know, they they ran 56 total plays, put up, uh, the Cardinals put up like 15 more, and they still won this game. They, they're, I don't know, just, I, I'm honestly flabbergasted by the Dolphins. Like you said, I thought they were a couple pieces here, a couple years there, but I'm honestly just kind of blown away by how great this team's been playing all season long. The positive note for them is that not only are they five and three right now, they kind of have a little bit of a favorable schedule coming up here. I mean, they have the Chargers, they have the Broncos, the Jets, and the Bengals, like four teams that are below 500 in record. We could see these Dolphins who are on a four-game winning streak potentially hit that eight-game winning streak going into Kansas City, and we could be looking at them at like nine and three, like, are they are they going to literally take this division potentially like they played well against buffalo early in the year only lost by three you know they held in there they only lost by eight against the seahawks they lost by 10 against patriots week one but again week one's kind of out the window for me so i mean with those close losses this dolphins team is way better than we gave them credit for uh if they can establish a better run game to support tua then i think this team is going to look good deep in the year that's enough positivity. Let's talk about some downs. You know, we got the Panthers going up, Ravens defense, Tua. Uh, I think Sunday's action in general moves up for me in these power rankings. Uh, but for a down, can we talk about the Seahawks just like as a whole? Like they're not moving down a lot. This is like if you're like the number three team in the NFL and we move you down to like five. But it's still a cause for concern. Yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of concerned early parts of the game when the Seahawks just weren't playing well. You're watching that game and you're looking at the scoreline. You're seeing Russell Wilson turn the ball over, you know, and it's just one of those one of those things you're like, oh, but I'm like you said, I think if if they were rigged like third in the power rankings, I'd maybe drop them down to like a four or five here. I don't think it's enough for me to be like, oh, I think Russell Wilson's still my MVP, but I it's just like three for 12 on third downs and well, five sacks allowed. I mean, they lost the bump, uh, lost the ball four times. That's just not Seahawks football. I think it's a bad week. I think they'll be back. I don't think Russell Wilson will Russell Wilson will do something like this again. But yeah, yesterday was kind of a little bit of a wake up call. But I think that I think that they needed it at this point, and they'll be better from here on out. They have so far on the air on defense because I mean the offense I'm not really worried about. I mean the offense had four turnovers yesterday with the defense causing zero, and they still only lost by ten. Josh Allen played out of his mind, and Russell Wilson was still able to fight back and keep this game close but their defense has allowed 243 points in eight games that's 30 points per game average you cannot win a super bowl allowing 30 points uh, somebody's probably gonna argue with me and be like well there's games that go i i don't i don't care i don't give a shit if that happens on a consistent basis you cannot rely on your offense you can't rely on russell wilson just like that's ah, okay like every week he's gonna go out and he's just gonna drop 31 points so you can't rely on that it's too risky especially if this defense can't get turnovers. There is some positive. Seattle was able to get seven sacks on a really good Buffalo offensive line. Uh, They held the Bills to 57 rushing yards, but then again, 
all year long we've been saying the Buffalo Bills have no rushing game. So I'm not giving them too much credit on that part. But, I mean, Josh Allen, 415 yards, three touchdowns. It seems like everybody's doing well against them. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with these Seahawks. They've only been able to hold one team to 23 points. That's the lowest on the years, 23. Like, if you cannot allow people, like, if people are going to score at least four times on you, you got to find an issue. I don't know if the defense coordinator is be fired. I don't know if they need to find something else. Pete Carroll was embarrassed yesterday, in my opinion, especially after signing an extension. Something's got to fix with these uh, with these Seahawks if Russell Wilson wants to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I guess I'm. I, I do see this as a negative for them, you know, as as we have to in this negative part of the show. But I do think that you know the Seahawks will they'll be all right. I think you know their their schedule is a little tough coming up. They've got a ton of divisional games, but then they play the NFC East. You know, they've got some and the Jets. They've got at least four wins there. I think they're going to be okay. I think they'll figure it out. Chicago Bears, Chicago Bears, a team that has been an up, almost not a regular, but I mean, we've been talking so highly about these Bears all season. And this offense it was just terrible yesterday. Now, yes, hang on before everybody checks me and everything. They scored 17 points. Yeah, I get it. They, had, they, out, they outgained the Titans in offense. We're going to talk about that in a second, but what did you see from the Bears yesterday that kind of disappointed you? Uh, I've been kind of disappointed with the Bears all season long. Uh, let's let's be real real quick. They they were five and one at one point with a plus five point differential. They have never they have not been a good team all season long. You know they are really injured on both lines, defensive and offensive. But what I saw from the Bears yesterday, it just they were getting clowned. You know there there was that play where AJ Brown caught it and just kept making corners fly left and right, can't tackle them. And it's I heard someone say it. It's you watch the Bears and any hope that you had that their defense would carry their offense is gone. I don't think I think they start five and one. They're gonna miss the playoffs. I think they're a bad team, and they just had such great strength, like a weak schedule early on, and squeaked out a lot of close games against bad teams. But they are a bad football team. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, right now they're sitting right in the right in the thick of things. I believe they're technically like the the te- no, actually they're out of the playoffs technically right now. Because because the, the NFC East, we have to allow one of them into the playoffs. Yesterday, Bears offense. Here's where we're going to fact check everybody, okay? Yes, they gained, they gained over 300 yards offense, like 375 yards offense. 172 of those yards, or 173, were in the fourth quarter alone. Like, that's an issue right there when, when almost like 50%, it's like 44 percent of your offense is in one quarter you're never going to win games like that yes i know they beat the falcons falcons are shit we already talked about that earlier but they all the whole time the offense was playing bad Foles looked all right he looked all right in the fourth quarter but it just seemed like missed opportunity overthrows like the run game couldn't really get going they had they had 56 yards on 20 attempts which is good for 2.8 yards which is uh not good obviously uh they they lost a fumble that was returned for a touchdown they were two for 15 on third down, you know, and, and here's the thing too. They had 20 more offensive plays than Tennessee, 20 more plays. Like that's two full drives almost. And they couldn't manage to get two for 15. Isn't going to win you football games. It won't win you a game against the jets or the giants two for 15 on third down is terrible. And if you look ahead, let's look ahead. Let's be extra negative this morning about the bears. If you look ahead, they play the Vikings twice and the Vikings are getting a little heat here they came off their bye dalvin cook's carrying this team they play the packers twice they play the lions which matt Nagy has never lost to the lions or vikings i will throw that out there but that's a tough divisional game 
and then they play it, the Texans and the Jaguars, which are whatever. But I can see them losing one, two, three, four of these games at most. And in in a division, or in a the conference where you have the NFC East teams to worry about getting all three of those wild cards, maybe not the 49ers here. They've got to start winning games. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do to win these games, but they've got to figure it out. And it's just it's a mess in Chicago. And if I were a Bears fan, I would be worried. Yeah, and I mean, especially with how competitive the the NFC is right now. Uh, another thing here is that the Bears had eight first downs on their final four drives, which means they had 11 first downs on their first nine drives. That's that's not good at all. Um, this I don't know what it is to fix. I think this team is going to be looking for a quarterback next year. Um, I think this is going to be one of those places that we could maybe see. This is really bold and everything like Jimmy G might end up here type thing. But I just think this team, I don't know what it is. They have playmakers on offense. I, I am a huge Allen Robinson fan. Uh, they got playmakers on defense. But as a whole, it's not there. Couple, One second, I feel so bad for Allen Robinson. His two quarterbacks have been Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky, and I guess Nick Foles. And also, real quick, because you made a joke about the NFC East, this morning ESPN put out a stat that the Eagles have a higher chance to win the division than the Steelers do. <laughs> The three, four, and one Eagles have a 79% chance to win that division, and the eight no Steelers have a 70% chance to win theirs. Just had to throw it out there. Garbage fire. <laughs> with all, no, fair enough. And with all that being said, Chicago Bears offense gets down. Defense played great, but not good enough when your offense is that bad. All right. We're going to turn this into an open forum. We're going to talk, talk, talk about Anthony Lynn. And I'm, just gonna, I'm not even going to say anything, really. I'm just going to let you talk. Why is Anthony Lynn getting another down this week? He's got to go. I, I, I don't know anymore. Let's, let's break down a few important things here. Um, Anthony Lynn took over for the Chargers about four years ago, and he said that he, this isn't the same old Chargers. They're not going to lose these close games anymore. You know, we're going we're gonna to get a winning culture, and it hasn't happened. This season alone, they're 2-6, and six, and honestly, and I know there's bias here, the Chargers should be 6-2. and two. They, they really should be. They've had four weeks in a row where they've had 16-point leads. They, they've lost six games this season by 24 total points. And in all one-possession games, three and 15 in one-score games in the last couple seasons, something's going wrong here, whether it's the play calling, the special teams, whatever the hell it is, it's got to stop because it is driving me nuts. Like, week after week, it comes down to the final play, and they can never execute and at some point, you got to look at the head coach and be like, why the fuck aren't you executing this shit? It's terrible. It's, it's, ugh, I just, I, maybe I should stop before, you know, it gets too heated in here. No, but it's, it's fair though. I mean, right now they're sitting at 0-3 in divisional games. They're, they're 1-3 on the road. I mean, cause we don't, we don't look at this team as having a real home field advantage yet. Like it's going to take some time for that to happen and everything being in Los Angeles, but so one and three on the road, these games are winnable. You know, they only have a negative 11, you know, point differential. So it's not the fact that they're like, they're putting up points. They're putting up a decent amount of points, but the play calling is bad and their fourth quarter is terrible. And I don't really know. I don't know exactly how you're going to fix that without removing him. I don't think, I don't think there's a single way to fix it without removing him out of there. So that's that from there. Justin Herbert's looking really good. Um, you know, you have you have weapons in, in Keenan Allen and uh, Hunter Henry and, and Mike Williams and uh, you know Austin Eckler when he comes back is another weapon. They've got to find somebody. To, they they got to beat somebody because I mean they're traveling to Miami next week 
a team that is on fire, that is playing well, both sides of the ball. And then two weeks after that, they get the Bills again. Like, this season's going to be over before you know it. And Anthony Lynn is going to be out the door before week 17. That's a prediction right now. You can predict that, but I read on Bleacher Report that regardless of what happens this season, they're not putting Anthony Lynn on the hot seat, which is just mind-blowing. It's this is They've had one winning season in Anthony Lynn's four years, and that was the year they went 12-4 and four and made it to the divisional. But, but other than that, they've missed the playoffs three of those years. They have just, like, completely been below expectations. And I know that the Chargers are always injured here. It's just, it just is what it is, but it's just, at some point, you got to look at why are people getting injured? Why aren't the play calling good? Why do we have no depth? You have to look at that around. And it's just, it's, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of the moral victories with Justin Herbert. He deserves better as a player. That is all the negative we got. That is all the downs we got and all the ups we got. So yeah, Chicago Bears offense, Anthony Lynn, and the Seahawks as a whole slightly are moving down this week in our fictional power rankings. And that's going to do it for us here on Second and Short. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Be sure to click that subscribe button down below to stay up to date on everything that is Second and Short. Click that like button because it is the cheapest way to support us. It's actually free, super free. And it lets us know you like what we're doing. Comment down below who you have moving up and down, who impressed you, who pissed you off. Uh, You can be biased. Be as biased as you want to be in the comment section. And be sure to check us out on all social media outlets. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok's coming soon. Look, look down below for all those links. Check us out on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts now. Everywhere you can get podcasts. Thanks for listening. And you guys have a good night. Peace.